Hey, just want to take a quick break from this episode so I could tell you guys about how I just launched my new Patreon page. If you don't know about Patreon, it's a great way for people to support creators with a monthly subscription. Becoming a Patreon supporter can even come with a few perks, like early access to new episodes and getting special shout outs on the podcast. I've recently started working part time at my job so I can focus more time and energy on the podcast and YouTube channel. So any support would be massively appreciated and it helps me towards my hope of making this my full time job someday. So if you want to help support me in that, please head over to patreon.com slash hoop theory. That's patreon, P-A-T-R-E-O-N.com slash hoop theory. Thank you so much for listening and enjoy the rest of the show. Welcome to the Andre Karolinko episode of the Hoop Theory Podcast, aka episode 47. My name is Logan Wortman, and today, as usual, I'm joined by my illustrious co-host, Jacob Roth. Jacob, how's it going? Doing good. Multi-syllable words on the adjectives today. Mm-hmm. Yeah, usually it's, I just say my good friend, but I yeah, feel like it's a illustrious. nice... Yeah, mixing it up. To start off this episode, uh, by the way, what we're going to get into, I'm sure, is what the name of the episode is is the jersey number draft, all-time jersey number draft. Uh, So we'll get to that at the end. We have a little short slate of things to hit on rapid fire here before we get into that. But uh, the first thing I wanted to mention is a tragic situation that I wore this shirt for. Uh, Vlatko Chanchar is good. He uh, tore his ACL. Um, He's the, you know, second. I was really excited to watch him on that Slovenian team because He's like their second option, really, behind Luca. I think him and Luca are the only two NBA guys this year on that team because uh, Goran Dragic isn't playing. And yeah, so I was excited to watch that, but him tearing his ACL, um, obviously not a good, not not a good thing. Um, also, was excited to see him soak up some more minutes this upcoming season, maybe fill in that Jeff Green spot now that Jeff Green is off the roster. But sad to say that probably won't happen but yeah so just wanted to give my little little bit of a like shout out or condolences to Vlatko one of my favorite players honestly on the Nuggets and that also kind of brings up another thing I want to talk about which was Team USA I feel like at this time of the year this is the main thing this podcast should be covering is the Team USA stuff and we actually played against Slovenia uh, in the last exhibition the showcase or whatever you want to call it in Spain I watched the I was able to watch the second half of that game and then I watched the highlights of the whole game afterwards and that that one looked okay like Slovenia was like it seemed like they were very scared about like or freaked out about the Vlatko situation so they barely played Luka at all I don't even think he was he played a minute in the second half oh wow so it, it yeah it was just kind of like uh not so it didn't turn out to be as competitive as a game as you would have liked but you know, it was still it was still pretty good. And I think we looked okay in that game. Uh, Puerto Rico, we looked better in the second half. I know everybody was freaking out saying that we looked bad against Puerto Rico. The first half, I think we, because they actually played, it was like a somewhat of a game. You know, we were only up by like 10 or something like that at half. But we ended up winning by like 33, I think. Uh, and we scored 117 points. In four, like which 
the USA or FIBA rules or whatever, the re- the time of re- total time of regulation is 40 minutes instead of 48 because 10 minute quarters. So we put up 117 in 40 minutes, which I think is like 141 if if you extrapolate that out to 48 minutes. So 141 points. Uh that that pace is pretty ridiculous. And honestly, I'm I have a little bit I don't know if this is a hot take or not, but it's a take at least. After watching these two showcases, or at least segments of them, I feel like Tyrese Halliburton should be the starting point guard, to be honest. This is a like we've talked about this a little bit before. Um, not sure if that episode's came out yet. It, I, anyway, we've talked yeah, about it, it the, did. It did. The mm-hmm. FIBA World Cup before and like how this team is going to be exciting to watch. And it just got like that much better because you're like, wait, mm-hmm. is is Tyrese Halliburton that insane? Yeah. Because like you know he's good. I'm not like obviously he's a good, but like is he like that level of him? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I've mentioned this on no. the show before uh, about how I think we were talking about what our biggest surprises of the year were towards the end of the regular season is when we talked about this. And one of the things I brought up was, um, no, w- you know what it was? It was the awards show for most improved player. Yep. And I had to mention Tyrese Halliburton in my top three guys because I was like, just the sheer fact of before this season started, the that statement that came out from Kevin Pritchard or maybe the owner of the Pacers who I can't remember his name off the top of my head but um he said something about how uh Tyrese Halberton was going to be their new Reggie Miller like and what he meant by that was he was going to be like their new star their new cornerstone yeah and i at the time in the, like just last summer before la- last season started i was like that is ridiculous i thought that was like a bit of like are you sure about that because uh, i thought tyree at that point i thought tyrese halberton was going to be good but like not that m- level of like put him in the same category as reggie Miller. yeah i thought he would be like the third best player on a championship team like that's kind of like like not where the his, guy yeah yeah like he'd be a really solid above average starter that yes. type of thing and like then, get an all star or two appearance, but not every yeah. single year. Like a very yeah, uh-huh. a Tobias then, Harris, if you will. Yeah, that kind of thing. <laughs> um, yeah, so like a mix between a role player who's kind of turns into a star in some spots, like that mm-hmm. kind of thing. And but yeah, he just went straight to like the, the focal point of a team, <laughs> like right away in that first season with with the Pacers, um, and. Honestly, I said this to my brother the other day, uh, but I, I honestly believe this. Like, if you were to, t- if someone were to tell me that Jokic isn't the best passer on the planet, there are three people. Yeah, that I think there are three, only three that people. That you would entertain the argument for. That I would say, you're, you're not crazy, or like, I don't hate that pick for choosing that person. Tyrese Halliburton is one of them. <laughs> Luka Doncic is the other one. And I'd say LeBron is is the third. So, but yeah, that just putting Tyrese Halliburton in that elite and of a category is just Even insane. if it's just passing. Let's say that he does everything else at the middle of the road level. He's in the same conversation as two of the greatest passers in NBA history. Yeah. And then Luca's like there on if the, he wasn't trajectory. a black hole. It's yeah. on that trajectory. Like, yeah. Whoa. So it's, it's pretty, pretty incredible. And Halliburton also like and he was in the draft like compared a lot to the Ball brothers, um, yep. 
but even at the time it was like he's like the a, if a ball brother was super fundamental and like restrained um like, like like a ball brother that got raised in a different house yeah yeah like much more of like a straightforward like you know play your role type of guy um and i think that's stayed true for the most part but he's he's even better like of a player i i feel like so far than either of the ball brothers and uh when he like plays he stayed on the court yeah better than they have for the most far. part yeah, yeah better I mean, than he, they have he, missed, far. he missed like the last half of this past season but i think a lot of that also had to do with pacers wanting like to and, tank and keep him out and that was my but, like point is i think there's going to be a lot of guys where it's like 10 years ago but when the atmosphere of the league was different those guys probably would have came back mm-hmm. like you're like a team and you're not really the tanking thing was like kind of new people really like always have always done it but not to the extent of where it's like we're pretty open about it now mm. uh you're not gonna do like shea gilgis alexander like just not really like playing every other game even though they're not gonna make the playoffs at all they're not resting him for anything they just don't want to win uh, yeah, the Thunder. They, I'm talking about. Obviously, I yeah. jumped the ship to the Thunder, but like a couple that, years that ago, theme. yeah, mm-hmm. two years ago. Well, even a little bit last year, they made the playoffs last year. But my uh, my fantasy basketball team got screwed by that. Anyway, mm-hmm. um, yeah, um, yeah, but it's he. It's exciting, like this whole team USA thing and Halliburton, and it's it's just an interesting dynamic, I guess. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Um, I think he has like the passing to to borrow a J. Kyle Mann term, passing vocabulary or like passing creativity that Lamella Ball has, but he's like, he's more uh, of a functional passer mm-hmm. than Ball. Like, I feel like Lamello is for more or less, like a lot of the uh, appeal of his passing is like the flashiness and the creativity. Like Tyrese Halliburton has that in spades, but he's like such a functional passer that like he makes the right pass. He makes like, the correct like it doesn't matter if it's flashy all the time it's just yeah. the right play um like that's one reason of he's why he's not I allergic think... to a bounce pass if it's yeah. what's needed he will do it and instead of this crazy like fling it around the side put some spin on it yeah because or you can some of my favorite yeah. halliburton passes are they're just like the quick like he lobs it over the whole defense to the guy in the corner when he's up at the top of the wing yeah and like to most people seeing that it's like okay it's a look pretty straightforward pass but go do it yeah like <laughs> like that's just a pass that no, not a lot of people make and he does it like so casually um and that that's another thing with like Jokic how i feel like a lot of people the people who don't think of Jokic as the best passer in the league i feel like those are the type of people that just look at flashiness and that's what they equate skill of passing yeah. to it's like Jokic is very he can be flashy he gets some really crazy passes out there but most plays Jokic makes are just like the most basic way you could deliver the ball like to that person but you know? sees the window and hits it doesn't hesitate just does it yeah mm-hmm. so it's like the IQ side of passing as opposed to the physical ability like there's yeah. obviously both sides to it but there's two mm-hmm. like categories of passers and the IQ side of passing is something that's a lot harder just like teach people to do exactly you don't get time to think about it you just have to see the window visualize it and send it and uh-huh. i think lebron does a really good job of that so another side lebron's on mm-hmm. is the iq part of passing as opposed to the like look at Always this crazy flashy. like yeah oh like because there's that clip that'll probably be played until we die of lebron throwing it through tristan thompson's legs uh, legs yeah 
Yeah, like that'll but, be played. I don't even know if I don't even think that was on purpose, <laughs> to be honest. No, it couldn't have been. Like there's no there's no yeah. anyway. Let's just give them the benefit that I don't say it is. There's a yeah. lot more of like just like that's crazy and that's cool to see, but the fundamental side of LeBron's passing is what makes him like so yeah. Oh, and the fact that he's like a six nine bowling ball that's good at everything else too. But yeah, like yeah. a a passer that's all the way up in the flashiness category and net like kind of lacking in like the functional category is Jason Williams, white white chocolate. Like I love that guy. I love watching his like uh just compilation videos. Not saying he's a bad passer by any means. I still <laughs> think he's one of the best passers to ever live. Different type of good passer. Yeah, he's just it's not always like the the game-winning type of plays necessarily as much as it's like the oh my gosh he just did that <laughs> type of thing um and also imagine being teammates with those types of guys just like how like hyper aware at all times you have to be yeah to be like oh i'm behind him and the defender's in the way there's yeah. no way i'm getting the ball uh-huh. just kidding it's coming off the elbow <laughs> <laughs> just- yeah man that, that would have been the best play probably probably that would be his like number one high it probably it might be already but that would be by far his number one highlight if Rafe LaFrance finished that that shot if he like didn't. aggressively yeah because he he uh got fouled and missed the shot but so it wasn't an assist technically if that would have been like a thunderous and one like yeah. think think how like yeah mm-hmm. that been great but anyways so yeah team USA they're playing I think they have also a few if Kristaps plays and hurts his foot I'm going Mm. Is he playing for Latvia? I don't. It's still in the air. I don't really? know yet. Are I they don't not think th- at the showcase in Spain, L- uh, Latvia. They must not be I there. I don't think so. Not all the I, teams are. But. I've been trying to not look because I'm just like, mm-hmm. no. I almost tweeted it because for those that remember the corner of shame, I'm bringing it back. Oh yeah, this was another thing I wanted to bring up on this episode that I had, didn't write down. I don't remember what it was, but I saw something on your Twitter that I wanted to mention. Uh, so you you go what, ahead. What was my corner of shame tweet? Well, because I was going to put the entire country of Latvia in the corner. Richard Francis Barry the Third is why I tweeted the corner of shame out recently. Oh, Rick Barry. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Sorry, I googled his full name for the emphasis, but OGs will remember the corner of shame. It's got James. Um. Dolan in it. James Dolan, owner, yeah. Owner of the New York uh, Knicks. The yeah. entire franchise of the Detroit Lions, because they robbed us of not one, not two, but potentially three Hall of Fame careers, depending on yeah. how you feel about Matt Stafford. Mm-hmm. Calvin Johnson, then Barry Sanders is a the third. Then um, that one writer, Joe, Joe, Joe Cowley. Joe Cowley in Chicago yeah. for making it so. Uh, who was uh, job wasn't, wasn't unanimous, unanimous. and also he, he did some crazy stuff. He put like Andre Drummond Zach as Levine yeah, I don't remember the, what he did for Zach all Levine. NBA or something Ma- like that. Maybe. He's a Chicago he, he writer put, guy. He put Andre Drummond as defensive player of the year, and that's not even when he was. He was that's when he was on the Pistons, I think. Still, like that yeah. was his last year at the Pistons. Anyway, uh, uh, there's a couple of other people in the Bill corner O'Brien, shame, I think, was Bill O'Brien. He's out of the corner of shame. He's one of the few people that's ever fought his way uh, out. It was it's Bill O'Brien, GM Bill O'Brien. If there's different iterations of Bill O'Brien, like jersey mm-hmm. numbers, like we'll talk about in a little bit. That would have been a crazy segue. Um, <laughs> this is the GM version of Bill O'Brien, not the offensive coordinator version of Bill O'Brien. Oh, okay. And I I kind of hung up the the corner shame. Didn't talk about it for very long. But if Kristaps Porzingis gets hurt, I'm not going to put the entire country of Latvia, but at least FIBA Latvia into the corner of shame. Mm-hmm. Because I think it's a bit aggressive to put the entire country there. Yeah, the basketball. 
the the, the, the what does FIBA even stand for? Basketball. Uh, what does FIFA stand for? It's, I think it's the same thing, just football instead of or basketball. Is it international basketball association? What's the F? Probably I federation, don't know. federation of international. Maybe it's not even international. Yeah, I'm not sure. I know that F F E B International Basketball Federation and it's FIBA. Oh, because in French it's Federation oh, International. I was going to say the F E B is Federation. Espanola, uh, basketball or something like that. So it's like the Federation of Spanish basketball, but yeah, so it's international Federation of basketball, Latvia corner of shame, but the, the, okay. So, so what Logan saw the tweet I tweeted was Rick Barry was on the big three, like that basketball three on three, I think Mm -hmm. is what it is. It has like a podcast. (laughs) Yeah. Ice cubes, basketball league, which is, Super fun to watch, by the way. It's not like it's not it's not like basketball purist basketball to watch, but it's a lot of fun. Mm-hmm. Um, but he was, and do I think Jalen Brown is being overpaid? You're darn right. He's getting a lot of money, similar to someone else that we're going to talk about a little bit, Anthony Davis. But he's getting a lot of money. And Richard Bruce's like, that's Rick Barry's like, that's too much money to give a guy that averages eighteen eighteen and a half, one, and I even gave him the benefit of the doubt and didn't go like the past four years when we've seen the true iteration of Jalen Brown as we see him now. I just dropped off his first rookie year where he played 12 minutes a game and mm-hmm. only had five points per game and was like two parts of why I put him in the corner of shame. I'll just read my tweet. If you don't count the rookie year, which he played 12 minutes, that already bumps his points per game up to just shy of 21, 20. 20.75. But then also, basketball is more than points per game. Because early Jalen Brown, his whole thing was like on-ball defense before he turned into the player that he is now. Mm-hmm. So, it, uh, oh, and his plus-minus in the playoffs, plus 115. Total? Total plus 115, if you take the all the, all the playoffs. I should have probably done average, but I didn't have the, the characters, yeah. and I didn't want to do the I math. I also don't know if... Like, that's probably good, but also it's, like, not – that doesn't sound – like, but that's it's not also, surprising at all to me because he's on the Celtics, <laughs> you know? They win no, most times in the playoffs. No, and that's – but then, like, if you get rid of – but the thing is, like, outside of the one weird year where we were the seventh seed and got absolutely nuked by the Nets, mm-hmm. he was over plus 40. Like, that Nets year dropped it by, like, 70. Mm. Like, he was plus over 40 every single year. Oh, wow. So, like, it's, like, anyway, I just was irritated that I'm, like, out of all the people to be, like, yeah, points per game, was a NBA player, a former NBA player, Hall of Famer, Rick Barry, Richard Francis Barry III? But he's also from an era where that was, like, an advanced stat, (laughs) was your points per game average, you know, like... Th- that long ago that's the stats that people had was like well, let's oh I'm, wow let's average the numbers that they score per game and look at that okay you know? m- moving past that though like he's obviously just never watched Jalen Brown play basketball because you think it's Jalen Brown scoring is the only reason he got that money you're delusional it's part um, of it absolutely yeah. I think it's but, the main part of it to be honest but, okay, even if it's like, let's call it 70% of it, 60% of it, 
Is that fair? I would say 70. <laughs> okay, 70% of it. Whatever. Yeah. is his ability exclusively to score. And we've already talked about his problems as an off-ball defender because he gets tunnel vision. And he's not that great on ball anymore either. Like he's because he puts so much bad, focus. But... And I also push back on that a little bit because in games where like he's not scoring, his on he just can't do both. Mm. He can't like some guys can turn it on and then like go both sides really well. But if he's like having an offensive night, it's just an offensive night. But if mm. he's having a defensive night, it's still very reminiscent of like the lockdown one guy when he has the ball. Don't ask for help defense from him because it doesn't come all that often. He's like focused <laughs> on his guy. Yeah, and- he he'll just he he ball watches when he's off ball, and so guys will backdoor cut him. Like he gets lost a lot is what happens yeah. off. Ball. Well, that's what, another reason why is yeah he just fits really well with what the Celtics do defensively, having a guy that just constantly is like not really watching the ball at all. In it's going to turn into KP and Robert Williams the third, like taking turns doing it. I think, but they mm-hmm. just kind of just hover around the paint and look at everyone that's not has the, like that barely has the ball glance at the ball. Then they just look for that type of stuff. Like that's yeah. just like all they do. And then someone comes and helps. And there's great breakdowns. I think it's thinking basketball has an, an elite video on how the Celtics defense works mm-hmm. and like shows clips of different times and quality stuff. But anyway, I just was fired up about like, yeah. what a weird, weird angle to run at it from. Yeah, I didn't hate, honestly, that video, but I also think I entered it, like, knowing it's Rick Barry, because, like, if if you know anything about Rick Barry, he's, like, the most hated, like, person in basketball ever. Oh. <laughs> like, he's just, he's a... Christian um, Leitner? No. Like, people, fans hate Christian oh. Leitner because of, like... The Duke thing. The Duke thing. Yeah. People like basketball oh. players. Oh, don't like Rick his Barry. peers hated Rick Barry because he's like in ma- a massive a hole. <laughs> like he is just oh. a jerk about literally everything. Um, and <laughs> so like that's that's like his persona in the in just like in the media or in the public space. Mm. And so it's just like I was a I was anticipating him to say some wild things, like some like really mean, like crazy things. And it wasn't, it didn't come across like it was all that like, you know, hateful or like, yeah. Yeah. So I guess also uh, if you're looking for an entertaining, my Twitter's not that entertaining, but uh, the tweet before that one, it was someone said, what is the first thing that comes to mind when you see this player? It's a picture of John wall. And I just put troop 41. (laughs) I don't know why, but that was the first thing that popped into my head. So oh, yeah. Jacob underscore Roth seven. I tweet about the Celtics, Nebraska football. Yeah. And uh, anything else that kind of pops up on my timeline. Yeah. Sometimes Mostly other things. Celtics and Husker football. Yeah. Yeah. Those are the reoccurring trends. Um, but yeah. So that concludes that. I think we're done talking about Team USA. Done talking about the corner. Shame. Um, we could move on to, to big money. Yeah, two more things to touch. The first thing before we get to the big, big uh, money thing is uh, something we can just slide gloss gl- gloss over a little bit. But I that episode you were mentioning earlier of us talking about the Team USA uh, roster. Oh, that was a bonanza. Yeah, uh, I ended up keeping a lot of it in there <laughs> just because it was just kind of like I don't know, we, like without it's off it, season. Yeah, without it, there's not much there at all. And um, with it, it's just kind of like bonus content in a way. But um, like that's what I named the last third of the episode was bo- bonus content. 
Um, and, but anyway, so the one argument that we were having, I had a, a thought listening back to it of like a point that I made that I was like, I, I could have like, there's this way better version of that point that I just didn't make. And I'm like, I okay. just want to want to say it. And so that was the continent argument that we were having, oh. having. Oh, and I forgot. so I, the thing I said was, uh, so does that mean Cuba isn't in North America? But like the way better version of that is, would you consider Japan Asian? Yeah. Is Japan in Asia? Yeah. So then why, why do you think that, like, so why, so is Japan is a part of the continent of Asia? Yeah. Do you not remember what your stance was? Yeah, I do. <laughs> okay. But like, there's a difference between like, Japan, you can like throw a rock and get it to Asia dramatic i understand you can't actually unless you're like a robot throw a rock from japan to me so why isn't new zealand in ocean like in uh the continent of australia if you want to call it australia why isn't new zealand a part of that continent i don't know just didn't think it was <laughs> the more and more i think i don't know yeah i think I the thought, main i thought it was dumb that's that like called all, Oceania. That some people no, call it that. That I don't think that part's dumb. That the continent that has all like Indonesia and all of those little island things is the same continent as Australia. I don't remember feeling that New Zealand and Australia were like. We're like what? I, those are grouped in my brain. Yeah, because of culture, because they're Westernized. Like a lot of the other places are like Polynesian and like. Oh, they're just like right next to each other. Not really. They're not very like New Zealand to on a map. I know maps skew things. On a map they look right next to each yeah, other. Yeah, I mean in for relative to the whole globe, they're in the same quadrant. You know? They're, in yeah, the, they're same... the same quarter of the globe, yes. Yeah. They're closer than that, I thought. Yeah, uh, yeah. I'm I guess I was using quadrant very general, like not even like con uh what's that called? denotatively. I was using it more connotative, like just oh, like area. They're in the same um, the same zone. Zone. Like, per, per, like general little area, but like Polynesian Island, like there's islands between New Zealand and Australia, like New Caledonia and like, oh, uh, Solomon Islands are somewhere in there. I'm, you know, I'm, I'm getting some of these wrong, but there, that's all in that, that similar area. And I think Indonesia might not count as Oceania. As, uh, Oceania. I think it might count as Asia still the border is somewhere in there between like either Malaysia or Indonesia or something like that. I think Papua New Guinea though, for sure is considered part of Oceania or Australia, whatever you want to call this continent. Um, but yeah, that's the point that I just wanted to make was that you, you were saying that like the, where, where we got hung up, like, cause I agree like with your perspective, just entering it from your perspective. It's like, yeah, you're, you're saying at that an actual globe way different vibe than what maps show you. Yeah. Because it kind of looks like, like, it looks like it's a Japan and Asia situation in proximity, you know? Really oh, isn't. I, yeah, I, I knew that it wasn't, but that but might just be because I knew that, like. There's an a, aggressive gap between uh, Hobart, oh, yeah. Tasmania, and Winton, New Zealand. Yeah, the South Island. Yeah, Wellington. Um, well, and mm -hmm. isn't it, don't they have, like, two, no, Wellington's on the North Island with Auckland. Christchurch, Christchurch is, is on the south of yeah. South Island. Mm -hmm. But then I also didn't realize that like Australia is like one big country, but then like each one has its like 
capital, I guess. Well, because it has different provinces. It's f- but like they like five. call their things fancy. It just seemed fancy. Call their thing what things fancy. But like Canberra, I think is Australia's capital. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They have like a federal. It's kind of like Washington D.C. They have a federal district district the of Australian capital territory. Yeah, it's very small. Pretty sure. Yeah, it's it's well, it's compared to D.C. I would. Well, I don't know, yeah, actually. very small uh, compared to all the other provinces in Australia. Oh yeah, yes, yeah, super small. Mm-hmm. It's like a little dot. It's like. It's like you could probably fit if I'm if I'm eyeballing it, you could fit like twelve ACTs inside of Tasmania. ACT. Anyway, the Australian capital territory. Oh, oh, Get with yeah. the lingo, my guy. Okay. Yeah. It's no. inside of New South Wales, just north of Victoria. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So there's a big gap between New Zealand and Australia. I've I've heard before that it's like the same distance from Australia to New Zealand as it is from New Zealand to Antarctica. I think that might be wrong looking at Google Earth, if, but it if, might be right. If you look at the very tip of New Zealand to the very tip of that like weird peninsula that comes off of Antarctica, I think is yeah. the thing. But I'm more saying that like, because the New Zealand tip leans towards Australia already. Oh. If it leaned the other way, then it but might. maybe like the... I think it's close at least. Maybe it's like a city to it. a city and then like New Zealand, I don't know. Yeah. Um. But anyways, the thing i was saying was um like this is something we we got into an argument about but you like i understand what you were saying was just that the way you were thinking of continent is like the physical feature like the geographic feature of a continent which is like just a big land mass you know yeah and so an island doesn't count as part of that but yeah but like the general names of the continents that we have you know like the uh the Australia, Asia, six, Europe, Africa. Yeah. North America, South America, Antarctica, Australia, uh, Africa, Europe, and Asia. That's seven. Yeah. Seven. Um, but like with those, when you, when we're talking about like Asia, you know, there's Asian countries that aren't on the continental feature of Asia. Um, yeah. So. That's where, like, yeah, that's where our wires were crossed. <laughs> but, uh, anywho. Anthony Davis got paid. Yeah. The other thing we wanted to touch on was Anthony Davis uh, getting that contract, uh, max extension. It wasn't a full year, ex- like, m- multiple, like, wasn't the full amount of years that he could get, I don't think. Because he could get five and he got three, I think. Yeah. And it was $181 million. So it's right. like the same type of thing as as uh, Jalen Brown's contract, but it ends sooner. Um, so he doesn't get to that sixty nine million dollar yeah. a year range. He just gets up to he has a player option in twenty twenty eight for sixty three million. So it's four year with the player, three year with the fourth player option year. Two, two, three. It's two year guaranteed. Oh. And in the on third top year. of his other contract. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Because this next season... Uh, that's my brain broke, yeah. Yep, yep, I'm tracking. Actually, yeah, he has two years left on it. So he has 24 and 25 left on this current deal. This and then the 26, next deal 27, 26, 27, 28. is when you have the player option. Okay. Yeah. But... um, Where he'll think, be 34 years old, by the way. Yeah. Uh, At the best version of Anthony Davis, arguably a steal for the Lakers. At the worst version of Anthony Davis... 
super not a steal. Yeah. Uh, crippling. And I feel like once they get into the player option in 2028, a 34-year-old Anthony Davis might be closer to the latter of our two situations. And it might be cumbersome for the Los Angeles Lakers franchise. Yeah. But no, this is a steal if you're getting like manimal playoff I'm angry, Anthony yeah, Davis. What he looked like, like last is... year in the playoffs and what he looked like in 2020 in the playoffs. Yeah, like if you get that Anthony Davis... You, and all you... the Pelicans years. Yeah, you do this 10 out of 10 times. Maybe 11 out of 10 times. Mm-hmm. But there's the the downside of Anthony Davis that we saw in 2021, which was like him on the court, great. Injury, fighting, not so great. Um, like there was like a whole three-month thing where everybody was calling him street clothes because Charles Barkley did it. Yeah. Um, and. So, yeah, just the past several seasons, ever since his last year in New Orleans, really, um, he's missed, like, a plethora of games Chunks every of year. Um, I think 2020 has been by far his most healthy season that he had in that stretch. But that still wasn't, like, you know, uh, groundbreaking, the amount of games that he played. But, like, the thing is, for me, like, it's very likely that he probably will play. Like, what's the likelihood that he plays more games from age 30 to 34 than he did from 27 to 30. 47%. You think it's that high? Just I just threw a random number out there. I um, feel like it's isn't it's that like a third. like it's way it's less likely. It's not a coin likely. flip. Yeah, I, there's no way unless they like alter what like how he like if he when he does play in games, they like baby him. And like okay, we need you to play like a big boy today. You're going full bore but you're only going to play 20 minutes a game the rest of the... You know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. if they load manage him while he still plays. That's the only world I realistically see him, like, playing a ton more. Or he gets, like, a new trainer and gets some stuff figured out. Yeah. Or, or like, maybe he has, like, a big injury. D- don't want that to happen. I do not, in my heart of hearts, want Anthony Davis to have a big injury. But if he does and it lets the rest of his body kind of, like, fix itself while that big injury is getting fixed... Mm-hmm. That and like if he's able to bounce back after that, like there's just like a lot of like coin flip type of chances, but I just don't see any of them probably happening. Mm. Like let's say he just does something weird to like his forearm, like he breaks his arm and it messes with his shooting, so they just hold him out a year. Mm-hmm. Let's the rest of his body kind of get back to how it was because I think he's been playing through stuff, even though people say he doesn't. Yeah, he's just much more injury prone, I guess. Like his body just. Yeah, some I don't know what it is exactly, but he maybe uh, it's the fact that he grew like two foot in six months. That could be it, honestly. Something to do now, with that. Also, all the people out there, I know that's not actually how much bigger he got, but it was yeah, close. Th- to is that. it? Yeah, it's an exaggeration. But, but wasn't he, it like was it eight inches in a year or a foot in a year? It was something. It, crazy it was something like close that. to a foot because he he went from like a point guard. I think he wasn't even six foot, and he went from six foot to like six nine, six ten, whatever he is now in a very short amount of time um, within like two years, max something like that. Sophomore year. He was six foot two, six foot two. Okay. So he was a little bit taller than I thought. Um, He grew, he grew eight inches in two years, which is still um, quite wild. Yeah. Especially when you're those eight inches are getting you to six foot 10. <laughs> Stretching far beyond what the normal human body is like. Yeah. Gravity's working more on anyway. It'll be interesting. Um, I think that it is worth it if he is healthy. 
If yeah, he's not healthy, I, it is going to become a problem. I think it's kind of similar to the Jalen Brown situation where it's like there's a world where it's else, worth it. What else could More, the Lakers have done? Like what or what else should they have done? Like what what's yeah. a better alternative to this situation? Yeah. Also, I'm gonna walk back. There's no world where the Jalen Brown thing ends up worth it, I don't think. Realistically, I just don't like unless he learns how to dribble or mentally learns to not dribble. And like turn into like a Clay See, Thompson. That's something I disagree agreed with you also on. Like he he has to dribble because I say that as in a I'm going to tunnel. Maybe he just needs to fix his tunnel vision, and then he'll just become the next step up of an NBA player because he gets this tunnel vision where he just like I'm not gonna pass it out unless Marcus Smart screams, pass it. Yeah, like or and he like but he just he sees like a little window and he's like I'm going for it. And then the second the window closes, instead of passing it out, he keeps going. Yeah. Not that can't dribble with his left hand, not that can't like nothing with the dribbling itself, but like the times he chooses to dribble is what I most commonly have a qualm with. And his way like how he gets in because usually how he uses his dribble is when he gets set up in the offense, he gets you know, gets to his spot, gets the ball, then he'll take his man off the dribble to create his shot. Uh but when he's doing that, he he often uses the same technique or like the same motions to get into shots. Like every, he's very predictable, and like especially when a guy like Jimmy Butler is defending you, like it just turned into oh, if I just stick my hand in here every time, like thirty or forty percent of the time, I he, the ball's just going to fall out, and I'm just gonna go get it. You know what I mean? Like that's what was happening. Um, because he just he didn't he couldn't correct like he's just so stringent on how you know his the motion that he makes while he's dribbling he doesn't have a lot of wiggle room um and he's just not very he commands with his dribble he like telegraphs what he's going to do and then commits because the way he does it you can't really backpedal it just is yeah he his chest is like 3 inches from the ground when he starts driving forward <laughs> He like just yeah, and I love Jalen Brown as a player, and because I like even before when I thought they were going to trade him for Kevin Durant was like, I'm going to just become a fan of Jalen Brown's team, and the Celtics will become the the side background. I, mm-hmm. That was a bit dramatic, but I was just was like, don't trade, please, no. I don't yeah. want that because the last the thing time is, I got a mega superstar, it was Kyrie Irving. Yeah. Uh, still <laughs> not, still not happy. Well, t- t- like Tatum is above that now. Oh, you know, sure. he is. Um, and also, the only way that he doesn't die a Celtic, there's two two ways, I think, is someone does him very dirty in the front office, which I don't foresee happening if it's Brad Stevens. Or two, the St. Louis gets an NBA expansion team, and he will be like, when is my contract done? I'm going to retire in St. Louis. What if the Celtics get really bad? for a while and like with how just, good i think he will be i don't think they'll be bad enough like bad or like everything's around everything around him is bad you know his, his I, structure okay. in a hypothetical world that could happen but with i with, with what brad, we've seen brad stevens doing as a gm i don't unlikely. think that will happen yeah. like unless, i think we could be through two coaches rotation like let's say joe mazula doesn't work by joe mazula we're on to I don't know. We'll just pick a random person. Yeah. That doesn't work. Another coach. 
Stan Van be Gundy. A... <laughs> Let's bring uh, in the Van No, I don't want the Van Gundys. Um, but anyways, as you're saying, what what will end up I as... I just don't think that there's a world where Brad Stevens builds a bad enough team yeah. around him that he the can't only... like even get into the playoffs. The only way that it would happen is that like every single bet he makes fails. And has already made. <laughs> yeah, basically. Because like, so, like being a GM is basically making bets. Like it's just those, whether those bets pay on the off bets. Yeah. or not. Like so there's worlds where bets that GMs make, like, yeah, there's a, there's a world where that would have been a good move. It's just, it didn't turn out that way. And we live in the world there's where a, that wasn't a good move. There's um, a weird world where the Nets win a championship and all those picks they gave oh, up are like, we got a title. Maybe. That one I feel it's like- It's a weird is, world. Is, yeah, most, most, most of those worlds <laughs> are bad for the Nets, but uh, yeah. Anyways, um, I think that's probably good on the Anthony Davis contract. Um, that was a nice little appetizer for the people of like an hour. Yeah. So- We'll try to make this second half about, I don't know, try to wrap this up in like an hour and a half of total recording time. So we're entering the jersey number draft now. Um, It will be yours truly versus Jacob for drafting five team or five players each, five, not players, jersey numbers each. And that will get us, basically, we acquire every single season of a person wearing that jersey number. So that's how we solved the problem of like Shaq has had like four numbers. LeBron's obviously had the six and the the 23. Kobe had eight and 24. There's all these guys that have worn multiple. You pick, I guess, and then the second half of the draft that you can explain, Logan, because it was more your idea, but we'll have a season of a guy wearing the jersey number that we have. Yeah. So we have those players to choose from for building an eight-man rotation to kind of face off against each other theoretically um and that will be how we do this how we settle this of who who won the jersey number draft so also when we pick the the seasons of the players so like if my pick is like 2013 lebron james or something like that that means that i can't pick another lebron james jersey number six at least because 2013 you wore six like to put on my team, like that's I'm done picking LeBron James number six. If I also have the number 23, then I can do, you know, LeBron James 2009 or like, you know, something like that, if that makes sense. So, and without further ado, I guess we can flip a coin on who I want to do one physically. So I keep like the screen can actually see it. Do you have a coin in person? Um, I have a, Budweiser cap. You want to flip that? No, we can we can flip a proper coin. Okay, I'll just do a virtual one. Flip a coin. You want to call it? Uh, I'll go with the tails. It is heads. Are you then, gamer? Man, I kind of wanted the second pick honestly because we're gonna snake this thing. We're gonna do a snake draft. Uh, so second and third pick will be to the same person. But, okay, so with the first pick in the jersey number draft, I think this is a tough decision. Jacob doesn't think so, but I think it is because we're trying to build an eight-man rotation. Having the two best players of all time is a very valuable thing to have, you know, in that 
in that race and that what what are you squinting about nothing that's crazy bro you don't you don't think that 23 is a valid number one pick i've got it it's number six wow are you kidding me how is it no it has the two best players to ever play basketball and then a, a good amount of like other like anthony davis in his prime yeah okay and yep Okay, yeah. But I'm just saying, if we're we're building a team of eight people... I don't want to give away mine because I don't know what the rest of your list, lo- list looks like. But, like, I just thought, like... 33 and, and 34 have so many... I also went... Players of the same Hall position. Hall of Famers? P- players of the same position. I made my list based on the numbers and less on our, like, b- building a team. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, my okay, list which... is more jersey numbers first. Yeah. Eight-man rotation second. I understand that, but I'm saying from the strategic point of trying to build an eight-man rotation, 23 it makes is more like sense a super valid. I feel like – Yeah, th- for sure. Yeah, that would hurt a lot if I just handed you 23 and one of those other 30s. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. I feel like getting the combination of that is so no. deadly because you get all those centers and then those two guys. So I'm going to take jersey number 23 with my first pick okay. in this draft. Uh, so obviously that gets me Michael Jordan for his whole career. Basically, um, it gets me LeBron James for different segments of his career. Um, prime Anthony Davis. Um, honestly, I don't know if there's anybody else that just kind of made that pick up based off the top two, but uh, yeah. So then this is another thing. I did not Google. What I did is I took on in a notebook. People can't see it. Doesn't matter. And I went numbers one through – I didn't get to 99. I didn't go that far. I, like, kept going. And I just wrote down the names that popped into my brain for each number. Yeah. And then I ranked those and then went from there. But then before we started recording, I said, I'm going to look at my numbers and find the people, other people with that my numbers that I already had established as my top ten. And it didn't really change the order of many of my name my numbers, but – a lot of them, actually, I only know the number because of the podcast. Like, I really? know them as a player, but oh. I didn't know that, like, yeah. I didn't know. So, yeah, my first pick, uh, should I do them, like, as a combo? Because the two numbers that I'm going to pick as the second and third overall picks in our draft, my first and second overall pick, the second and third overall, is a a, a matchup that will stand the test of time when it comes to, like, basketball people magic bird so i'll take 33 with pick number two Ooh. and 32 with pick number three i like this because it gives me also, a pick that I, I thought was going to be gone it gives me a number that i thought would be gone yeah well i also thought about and they might be the number that you take but um there's going to be a recurring trend when you, i read off my list of names let me know if you find it with these first two so for 33 i get bird kareem yep um scotty pippen scotty pippen patrick ewing Mm-hmm. Grant Hill, Alonzo Mourning. Yep. Uh, for who a long time until like probably two years ago, I thought was Clay's dad, but it's not David Thompson, <laughs> not Michael Thompson. Yeah, not Michael Thompson. Um, and then um, I get a year of Shaq, but that doesn't really count. Danny Granger, I think, is jersey number twenty-three or thirty-three. 33. Yeah. Um, and Miles Turner, because my Miles list Turner. was just me thinking from my brain. Yeah. Um, but I feel pretty good about that thirty-three. Mm-hmm. Let me just see. Now, here's where the trend might kick in. For 32, the first name I wrote down, Kevin McHale, Magic Johnson, 
not because of the order that they're good, but it's the order yeah, they popped just, into my popped brain. In your head, yeah. Um, Malone, Shaq, Bill Walton, Cat, Jason Kidd, Rip Hamilton, and OG Blake Griffin. I kind of didn't even think of Jason Kidd, honestly. That is a five great... is his big like. I don't, that that gets you a point season. guard. Like I thought, thirty-two wouldn't get you anything in the guard magic? rotation. Well, okay, yeah, magic is magic, but yeah, okay, that's fair. But, but yeah, yeah, I kind of uh, I'll I'll read off all of the names that I have. I guess for my twenty-three, I can read off the numbers. For your twenty-three, oh yeah, sure, go ahead. Do, um, yeah, I have MJ, LeBron, AD, and then Jason Richardson. Those are the only twenty-threes. Jason I can Richardson. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, those are the uh, 23s I had written down. Jimmy Butler on the Wolves. And the, and the uh, Sixers. Sixers. Yeah. Because uh, I thought I had Jimmy Butler written down. Oh, because I have him written down for a potentially different a number different than one. a long yeah. time ago. Mm-hmm. Potentially. Yeah. Allegedly. <laughs> so, what is, so right now, how the way things are looking, Logan took 23 with the first overall pick. Mm-hmm. I took 33 with my second overall pick just to give Bird the nod over Magic. And then 32 will be my <laughs> next one. Yeah. So off the board are 23, 33, and 32. Logan, yep. what is your second overall pick? I'm liking the way this, this is And I uh, think I know where yours I think you know where you're Because this gets me a dynamic duo of, like, positions. So, like, I don't I don't mind if I don't get another guard, honestly, because I have LeBron and, and Michael Jordan. I don't need yeah. another ball handler. 34 is going to yep. get me a huge swath of big men and whatever else. I'm bummed actually, because that was one I almost did 34 instead of 33. Like mm-hmm. I thought about, but I was like, I can't. I didn't know how to do it because for my 34, I guess who did you take 34 in like your brain? Who you're thinking? My, in my head, I think of Hakeem. I think of Giannis. I think of Shaq. Um, I think of Lakers. Shaq. Yeah, right? Lakers. Shaq. Like, okay, I just want to mm-hmm. make my brain was right. Yep, Lakers. Shaq. Um, and. Yeah. So, and then there's also Ray Allen, when, Paul Pierce. Yep. The Ray Allen. The because mine was the first name I wrote down for 34 was Paul Pierce, mm-hmm. Hakeem Shack. I had Charles Barkley. I don't know if you said him yet. Oh yeah, I haven't. But I was thinking about him the other day. And then I put I... Javale McGee because he was 34 on a bunch <laughs> of teams. Yeah, on the Nuggets. Yeah, that's funny. <laughs> but no, 34. That was so. My one, two, and three are gone, as well as my number six because mm-hmm. I did it more like number only, mm-hmm. without the building a team, but. That'll be a that'll be unfortunate to, to yeah. deal with there. And then I get another pick here. Yes, sir. We're snaking it. And man, I haven't thought too much about this one, but I think I might go with twenty one. Okay, that's a pretty good one. Yeah, you didn't because have it next though, and on your ranks, I had it in your ranking one after next. I had it at five. Well, this is the fifth pick, isn't it? But I also didn't have twenty three that high. Oh, because I was I like, yeah, yeah. So there's one more in your top five that's on the board, is what you mean? Wait, my lists are in different orders. So twenty one was my fourth overall. Okay. In my list over here, it's not. But in my just like numbers, I just have just the numbers in a list. Mm-hmm. And it's 33, 32, 34, 21. So. Yeah. And so that gets me, obviously, KG and, and Tim Duncan. Sneaky lot of other ones. Jimmy Butler on the Bulls. Yeah, Bill Sharman, Celtics legend. Bill Sharman. That's yeah. literally like how it was. The, the name was because I know the Celtics retired people. Like I just know most yeah. of the numbers. So uh-huh. it was Kevin Garnett. 
because I knew he was five and because he couldn't wear 21 because uh, he was 21 in uh, Minnesota. And then Bill Sharman was mm-hmm. the other tw- first two I had written down. You also get Dominique Wilkins. Oh, yeah, Dominique Wilkins. I was trying to think there was another Vlade big guy. Vladi Divac. Uh, the Bulls, Jimmy Butler. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mentioned him. Oh, you did already say him. Yeah, and then there's... I think Dave there's... Bing. only know his number because of the podcast. Bing. Yeah. Um, and I think there's maybe a co- Bob McAdoo. No, that's a caveat here that I'm looking at. Um, oh, there's some guys that wore like one year for. Yeah. But yeah, I think it, that's a pretty good pick there because I like it gets me gets me that four spot like really switchable defensive players. It just ha- honestly, just on the uh, the reason I picked it was for KG and Tim Duncan alone gets me a lot. Um, so yeah, happy with that. So how about what is your sixth? Well, it's your third pick, but the sixth overall pick of the draft. Um, I'm going to go with, see, now I'm like, I think I'm going to change up my order just to build my team a little bit. Cause I need to like be more conscious of the team building part. I think. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. cause right now I'm looking at a, a pretty much, I can't build a better back court or front court like i've got that pretty much set it's the guards i'm gonna run into like a little bit of issues so i think i am gonna change my order and i'm gonna go i've got a number that i know you won't have so i won't use that one i'm gonna go with number three okay because i need to fix my guard problem i was thinking about number three earlier but because i've got ai d wade freshly hall of fame member celtics Mm -hmm. legend dennis johnson uh, Stephon Marbury, CP3, and Ben Wallace. Yeah, those are the names. Ben Wallace also were Bradley another Beal, number. Uh, Anthony Davis also. Oh yeah, I did see. My brain didn't work that well, so three is not the name I had. The number I had next in terms of like all time, what where does this number rank? But it is strategically it gets you some. I just players need you need, yeah. like, and it gives me a lot of guards. So I'll take three, sir. As we are cruising along here, what is your fourth overall pick going to be? As you got, or your last two picks? What are you taking? I didn't even think of that because you got it back to backs. Did you not? Oh, go... I have to do my other one. Oh wow, yeah. this makes it way less scary. Did you uh, want to alternate I'll... these last ones though, like, or did you want to keep doing the snake? Um, I'm good for either. I don't really care. You, let's keep doing the snake since that's what okay. we said we were going to do at the beginning. Uh, I'll take six. Okay, that's why I wanted the next pick is because I was going to take six. Um, I was going to take six before, but I was like, I need guards, and six doesn't have guards. But it gives me arguably the greatest season in NBA history, LeBron. Yeah. Um, Bill Russell was the first name I had written down. Mm-hmm. Dr. J. Mm-hmm. Uh, DeAndre Jordan, and then Chris Stapps. Couldn't think of a whole <laughs> lot of sixes. I was really struggling. Yeah. But the LeBron thing, I was like, okay. There's great number six season LeBrons, and then the Dr. J and Bill Russell. I said, I'll take six. So I've got 33, 32, three, and six. Logan, as you go into your last two picks, you've got 23, 34, and 21. Mm-hmm. What is going to be your next two picks? And these are the final two. Um, For you, yes. So then I've got one to wrap one more. things up. But yeah. I'm rather confident we'll be safe. Really? Oh, yeah. There's no way. In terms of all-time prominence, 
just because you you want to take it as a meme type of thing or no it's not a meme it has nothing to do with the meme but like in terms of all-time prominence i hold this number higher than most probably is it 36 <laughs> that'd okay. be funny though i should have done that that would have been a funny meme yeah to take 36 just for the marcus smart yeah run him as my point guard out of a joke but anyway um okay. all you for me i am torn between thinking number one i'm also thinking of like i'm thinking number one for you know t-mac um derrick rose mars stoudemire um the uh the big o oscar See, robertson uh, that is an interesting problem though good sir why is that his good seasons he did not wear number one. Oh, they will what number was he on the bucks for the championship his triple doubles i thought were 14 yeah his his pr- main prime years were those years but i think his the year that they won the championship on the bucks he wore number one and he was still it at was least one. pretty good that's what he is on the uh all-time bucks rosters on 2k yeah, yeah, he, he was more number one on the Bucks. No, he was number the fourteen Kings. on the Royals. Yeah, or Royals, sorry. Yeah, mm-hmm. the Cincinnati Royals, which are to now the Sacramento Kings. But, um, Chris Bosh, Chauncey Billups, also. Yeah, I t- one gonna keep it a buck. Forgot to put it on my top ten. Yeah, it's it's in there somewhere. I think. Well, we also talked about there's a strong eight. Yeah, strong top and eight. Then, then a little bit of a drop. A little drop. Yeah. Yeah. Number two is the other number I'm thinking of. Um, one of the other ones. There's three. Um, and because that, you know, has Kawhi Leonard. It's got M- Moses Malone, um, Alex English. Those are the main three that I have in mind. Mitch Richmond, I think also. Um, Larry Johnson, Grandmama, uh, Kyrie. So it's a, that's, that's a decent one as well. But then the other one, which I can't remember now, what I just was thinking about like five minutes ago, uh, the other number that I was thinking of oh, was 15, just for the sake of getting Jokic and Carmelo um, and Vince Carter, I guess, now that I think about it. I think there's maybe an, one other, uh, Kemba Walker, DeMarcus Cousins, those are off the top of my head, Al Horford, now that I'm reading the list, uh, Mark Price. Oh, that's a caveat. Never mind. I was going to say I thought Mark Mark Price is twenty five, um, and Tommy Heinsohn. That's the Yahoo.com's jersey champion. But this is a few years ago, several years ago. Oh. So I feel like it's now Jokic, but um, and Earl the Pearl Monroe. So I'm in between those three. I got to take two of them. Um, so that is what's vexing me at the moment. Uh, there's also 11, I guess is pretty good. I feel like. Yeah, see, this is where you have not said a single number I have on my list because I am rather limited to Celtics numbers I know in terms of like historical prominence. Oh, so it's not seven that you're thinking of. I was thinking maybe seven. It's not four. Nope. Is it in the single digits? One of them is. Like the one, okay, yeah. One of my three left that I have on the my list. The one that you're saying that I will be oh, safe. Yes, it is a single digit number. Is it zero? It is. Okay. And you thought there was no way I would take that? When I initially went into it of like the 
historical rank numbers, yeah. zero's not there because everyone's new. For the most part, yeah. Dame, Russ, JT. Gilbert Arenas. Gilbert Kevin Arenas. Love, Andre Drummond. Know. Yeah. There's not a whole lot of, like, double zero, you get some history, but so, really? solo zero? Robert, Robert Parrish. Parrish is, like, the only one, I feel like, double That's zero. That's the only one I could think of off the top of my head, honestly. Yeah. Um, but, yeah. And Mello so, on, on Portland. <laughs> I was, yes. <laughs> um, okay, yeah, but I think I'll probably take number one. Um, yeah, wait. Actually, I take that back. Let me think for a second. I want to take 15. For sure, just because I want Jokic and Carmel. Like, so you're gonna take my, 15? Those are my two favorite athletes like of all time. So mm-hmm. I want those two guys. So you're taking 15 with your fourth pick. Yep. And then for Eighth my overall. last pick, I will do... Man, I'm thinking two because I really want Kawhi as just like a wing defender. But then who's going to run point guard for me? Do I have a point guard? With... 23, 34. You said LeBron kind of was your point guard. Yeah, he kind of can be. 23, 34, 21, 15. And two should get... Oh, Kyrie. It gets me Kyrie, which I guess I can throw him in off the bench maybe. Okay, I'll take two. I'll take two. That'll be my final pick. So the last three numbers on my list are proof that I did not fully understand the exercise I did but I focus more on the number and its historical importance when ranking it in the top 10 because the three I have left are zero as we alluded to. That one does not count. That one's just kind of there. Cause but you want 44. It. Cause you get Jerry West. Oh, Danny and Angel, the first name I wrote down and Pete pistol Pete and Iceman George Gervin and oh, the finger roll. Yeah. And uh, there was another guy that we've done as one of the hall of famers, Rick Mahorn and Rob Williams, right? Time Lord? Yeah. <laughs> I guess. Why, is Danny Danny Ainge not retired, I guess? That makes sense. Nope. Um, yeah, wow. So that was one that I had. Mm-hmm. 14 was another one because I thought Oscar Robinson, I always thought the 14 was his number in my brain. Oh, yeah. Bob Cousy. Bob Cousy. And then Hornacek. Yeah. Jeff Hornacek. So those are more historical numbers and then zero was the one that i just threw in there because i was like i can't think of another number zero's got a lot of guys now that are did we not nobody took 13 i feel like that's a big one that we probably should have taken wilt chamberlain james harden um oh i didn't think anything past wilt i saw thought wilt and especially well i don't need a set that's your and steve nash oh man wow we we are bad and pg-13 i oh man i feel like I should have taken We're thirteen get for that one, probably. Yeah, um, that's definitely. I feel like the the big miss of this draft was thirteen. Okay, so then selected. here's an interesting thing. Wait, so did you make your pick? By the way, did you? I pick think zero? I'm gonna. I think I'm gonna go forty four and not really? zero. Oh wow! Just because, what's your reasoning? You want a point guard? Is that why? Like a because like I realized three. I've got CP three. Yeah. But Pistol Pete's like... But if the goal is to go head-on-head, I'm not going to put Pistol Pete playing. I'm going to get smoked because all of my numbers are like... Old? Guys that played plumbers. Yeah. Anyway. um, 
You know, I'll stick with 44. Oh, I also get Joel Embiid. I didn't even mention that earlier yep, with 21. 21. I thought yeah. I said Embiid. Oh, yeah. you might have said that. Yeah. Um. Yeah, okay. Then let's do this. But uh, I didn't even think up. I mentioned Moses Malone, did I, for two? I might have mentioned You that. did. You did when okay. you were first kind of going through that. Yeah. So we. I feel like the best way for us to do this, this is more for you, Logan, editing-wise. Because mm-hmm. I would like to double-check to make sure that I'm not missing a person for my numbers. Oh, yeah. So we can go to Google. We'll kind of rough – we'll each quietly rough build our eight, and then we'll go from there and then announce starting point guard, shooting guard, small forward, power forward, set whatever way you want to build your team. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So kind of, we, like, kind of pause the recording. Oh, you don't need to pause it. Actually, just know that this is a moment that yeah. you can, like – we'll be right back, everyone. Yeah. You won't even know the time passed, but it will for us. Uh-huh. Yeah, okay. Dang, 13. Because I thought Wilt, and I was like – Especially, it's when you brought up the season thing. I almost pivoted to Wilt in the middle of the draft, but I was like, is there anybody else for Wilt? Because you take that season where he averaged, after you de-inflate the numbers from possessions, 39 points a game or whatever crazy number when he had 50 a game. Yeah. Like, that season alone would be worth taking 13. Yeah, probably. Yeah, and Steve Nash is just, like, that's such a great point guard. No, Um, the fact that you needed a point guard and then... Yeah. Nash was there. Yeah. Man, I took two. Like, I took two mainly for Kawhi. Like, 29. Oh, if you want to add a GM coach, Red Arbach, I think, is retired as a two for the Celtics. <laughs> yeah, that's true. But. <laughs> okay, so I have. How many players do I have now? One, two, three, four, five, six, seven. I didn't use eight, Bill Russell. Nine. That feels illegal. Do you have six? Yeah. Yeah, that does feel very illegal. You got to use a Bill Russell year. Yeah, but would you run Bill Russell up against Hakeem? Dude, Bill Russell's like super switchable. Like out of all the centers that you could play at a different position, Bill Russell's like one of the best choices. Well, I've only used two of my bench spots, so maybe I'm fine. Bill Russell could play three through five if you needed him. Because he can defend literally any, anything. Like he's not going to shoot, but... yeah. <laughs> I have plenty of other scores if you couldn't think. Yeah. Yeah, I guess I might use him for my third bench spot. Yeah. 64. I would, I would go younger, probably one of his earlier years, just because that's when he's probably – he was at his best defensively. What's the 24 rebounds a game year? Is that 64 or 65? 64 is 24.7, and 65 is 24.1, so both of them. Oh. <laughs> um, he actually hit 24 – like he hit above twenty three point five on a season one two three four five six times. He has six seasons where you could round to twenty four rebounds per game, and one of those is round. You can round to twenty five. If I were you, though, I'd probably use like fifty nine, Bill Russell, or maybe sixty. See, this is what I'm not gonna know any of this stuff. I don't know enough. Just because, I mean, it just like looking at the numbers, you can like, you know what I mean? Yeah, but with if the guy is like his calling card is he's a beast defensively, and part of what makes him a beast defensively is his athletic ability. Usually, below yeah, the ages of twenty six, like you know, the twenty three through twenty five range is probably the best age range to pick from. Okay, I have my eleven guys to choose from to make my oh. eight. If you want to start soon whenever you want yep i'm gonna jump into it now okay 
All right, we are back. Uh, took a, a long minute to uh, put these together, but we have compiled our list of some of the notable seasons of uh, you know people we have consider in consideration for picking here uh, to fill out our roster. So um, we will select you know our one through five starting lineup, um, and then we have three bench spots to try to fill in there. I, the reason I did eight is just cause that's like a super traditional amount of players you play People. on like a playoff team. Yep. Um, it's usually like a playoff rotation. So, uh, I figured that would be, cause I feel like if we did five on five, it'd just be a little bit boring because it would just be like, I don't know, stretching it out to eight gives it more variety and more like, you know, room for things to happen. So with, yeah, since I went first in the draft, I guess this part's not even like doesn't matter who goes first because yeah we just started alternating for the show's sake. I will kick it off with my primary ball handler, okay, point guard, mm-hmm. and I will go the best big point guard in the history of ever. His arguable best point guard season, eighty-seven Magic Johnson. Hmm, eighty-seven Magic. That's a good year to pick, honestly. Uh, 24 points a game, 12.2 assists a game. Not mm-hmm. as big as assists year, but that's the... The 87 finals was the magic duel where he had like 20-something assists in game two against the Celtics. And mm-hmm. uh, 87 might also pop up again, allegedly. Yeah, people forget that Magic, when he you know went out of the league, his career was basically over. He was, bas- he was still at his peak, really. No, he yeah, had- he left because of... AIDS and or HIV and it had nothing to do with anything he was doing on court in terms of like slowing down. Yeah, like he just that had... was his last year, I think. Mm-hmm. Or was it the next year? Was well, his last eight, year? Eighty-seven and eighty-eight, he played as like still. Uh, you know, yeah. like, I think he retired. I want to say in ninety. Well, he left and then came back one. in like a random year. Oh yeah, that was not even the same though. That was like no, it ninety-five, I think. Um. Yeah, 91 was, I was going to say, because he, he faced, he was still, his last season was when they faced the Bulls in the Bulls' first championship. Okay. Um, And, like, so he wasn't, those last couple seasons weren't, like, his absolute magnum opuses, but, like, it's, like, the section of his career where he's still knocking out bangers, you know what I mean? Like, uh, like Kobe has this 20-season career with all these seasons, you know? We just never saw we're able to see magic or bird because bird with the back issues. Yeah. Um, Neither of those guys had those long careers. Yeah. Uninterrupted. Cur- oh, yeah. They had no their primes. And then as soon as their prime was done, they were, they done. were done. Yeah. If only Larry bird, the multimillionaire would have paid somebody to fix his mom's driveway. <laughs> yeah, true. All right. So you got 87 magic as your point guard. My point guard I think I'm going to just kind of mirror you right now and use the second iteration of Magic Johnson in a way. You know, that's one of his main comparisons. Um, and go with 2010 LeBron James. Last, not last. last. Se- his last season with the during his first stint with the Cavs. Stint with the Cavs, okay. So it was his second MVP year. He averaged 30 points, seven rebounds, nine assists. Um and what is this other number I wrote? Oh, that's not for him. <laughs> yeah, 30 points, 7 rebounds, and 9 assists. So 
obviously a great facility. He's like, he's like Magic Johnson. If you scaled down the playmaking a little bit and then put all that, what you scaled down into the scoring, that's 2010 LeBron James. And he's my point guard. Moving now to my, uh, the smallest player in my starting five by, I think, a whitish margin. I don't have the exact, exact heights, but I will go 2009 Dwayne Wade. Yeah. I initially toyed with his, the, the Heat's first title year, Dwayne Wade, but then when you look at the slew of numbers, uh, the most assists in his career, also with the highest scoring of his career, seems like a, a pretty good time also while he's like aggressively in his prime yeah. defensively. Earlier. Uh, so I went 09 D Wade. Yeah. And in, in our break, uh, when we were talking about this and he mentioned that he was, he might go with 06 Wade. Um, and I said, Oh, I would go with, but then I cut myself off cause I didn't want to help him. That was the season that I was going to say. Oh, um, Oh nine Wade, I think is that this is a Bill Simmons take, but it, I also believe it as well. Oh nine Wade is better than any Kobe season. 30 points a game, seven assists a game, or seven and a half assists a game, five rebounds, but 2.2 steals per game with a block a game. Yeah, and I think Dwayne Wade was the rightful MVP in 2009, to be honest. As good as LeBron James is, I think Dwayne Wade probably should have won that one. So yeah, that is my shooting guard is going to be 2009 Dwayne Wade. Mm-hmm. All right. That's a great shooting guard, and... and- Kind of going back to back, like a mirrors, mirrors, uh, stylistically, kind of for the most part, you know, because Dwayne Wade is one of the two best shot blocking guards in NBA history. And I'm going to go with the other one that's in that top two, and I would say is probably number one, and that is Michael Jordan, uh, in the year 1987. 87 Jordan. Um, so this is, you know, his craziest scoring output with 37 points a game. So he was 37, five and five in this season. Um, and he won defensive player of the year. I want to say either 87 or 88, uh, but he averaged three steals a game. Um, so, a, you know, a pretty, I think this is going to be, you know, 10 LeBron is really good, but I think this is going to be our first option for sure. It is 87 Michael Jordan. Um, but yeah, right off the bat, my first two guys in my lineup are, the two greatest players in NBA history. The, uh, and that, those are the kind of the two that go back and forth. After you get to that, I've got a lot of the people that are right after that. That's kind of the, like the entire rest. And of you, mine, but... you have this, the best LeBron James. I think I have the second yeah. best LeBron James. So, um, but we're not going to get to that LeBron James yet. Cause this is maybe not the right thing to do, but I'm going to do it anyway. Uh, we're going to go back to 1987 again. It's our third time. Oh, really? Larry Bird. 87 1987. Yep. I was debating between 86 and 87 80, Bird. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and maybe I should have gone 86, but I didn't. Mm-hmm. That was the best Celtics year. Like the Celtics as a team. Yeah, the Celtics did the best as a team, but I just feel like Bird the next year only didn't. It didn't be the, it wasn't the best Celtics year. Because Magic Johnson was like on a different level. Oof. So um, just shy of 30 points a game, uh, one, and, one and a half steals, six assists, and nine rebounds a mm. game from Bird in 87. It was the the defense and rebounding that was like kind of a thing that peaked up in 87. So that's why I went with 87 Bird as opposed to 86 Bird. Mm. Yeah. 
Yeah, no, it's a good 86 one. 86 Bird is widely looked at as like his season, but I think it's because they got the title. I think that's why it gets like the nod as the better of the two seasons because they did win the title. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, for sure. Man, okay. I think I'm just going to try to build the most monstrous starting lineup that I can right now. I think I'm going to... It's... Hmm. Okay, I feel really weird about not this next pick, but what this is going to line up, like what I'm, it will How in effect going to snowball. Yeah, but I'm I'm gonna go with. Ah, oh, this is so hard. I'm gonna go with 2021 Giannis and Tedekumpo as my three at my small forward position. Seven foot small forward. He averaged. <clears throat> Yeah, and out of his the twenty twenty seasons and the regular season, this is his most underwhelming year. But, but the playoffs, playoffs is where you know he won the championship, obviously scoring fifty points in a closeout in that, game six. In that closeout game, uh-huh. that was wild. And went what was it like eleven of of sixteen at the free throw line? Yeah, like people that, that was like the because this is right when the like. The Giannis free throw thing started was 21. Yeah. And then people made a, or 20 maybe. 21 was like the bit really big. Where people were like, people were counting. Counting and things like that. And then like in that closeout game, he just was like, you know what? I don't even care. Mm-hmm. 11 for 16. Not great, but for Giannis, fantastic. Yeah. In a game like that. So it, no, that's. It might've been even better than that. I'm, while you keep talking, I'm going to look that up. But yeah, he averaged 28, 11, and 6 on, in the regular season. Uh, but yeah, I think would, would, very switchable. I'm, I have a insane defensive lineup so far. Um, very happy about that. And so, yeah, that's why I have Giannis at my three. Yeah, no, it was uh, – and this is where things got kind of tricky is like – like I'm looking at him, I'm like, oh, there's no way that my starting five that I've got in my brain gets beat by anybody. And then I'm like, wait, actually, maybe. Wait, okay, before we move on, yeah, we vastly undersold. I, I thought, I was like thinking, it was something 11 like. 11 for 16 sounded like right. Yeah, but because I was like, the first number that came to my head was like, oh, he missed like two. But I was like, no, that would be insane. That is what happened. 17 of 19. 11 for 16 like sounded totally right. That's yeah. crazy. He shot 17 of nine. That's that's rounds to 90%, 89.9 or 89.5% as a free throw shooter when he's Which is not Giannis. Yeah. Yeah. So very yeah, clutch. Dang. Very very clutch. To win a and championship. I think it is it is now time one of the best seasons in NBA history by an individual. We've already heard his name one time. Come on down for the running the four ish three spot. Everything's kind of switchy. Yeah, him and you Bird get, are just the the forwards, really. Yep, the forwards. Uh, it's gonna be thirteen LeBron. Mm-hmm. Uh, yep, that's the right pick. Twenty six and twenty six and point uh, eight points a game, eight uh, a rebound, seven assists, and just shy of two steals. Yep. You, on top of the just watching that season of LeBron was like terrifying you could make the case that that's better than any jordan season like i like that that might be the best season ever ever Mm -hmm. um so yeah not not a bad pick then is what i would say um okay so at the four this is weird because this isn't where 
okay, for these next couple picks of me filling out my starting lineup, the people I'm choosing isn't like the people I'm choosing over other people isn't necessarily because I think that they are better all time or even that season was better all time than the other person. It's mainly just for fit uh, for my lineup of how I feel like these this five would run against, you know, Jacob's five. Um, so for my four, my power forward position, I'm going to use, uh, yeah, I'm going to use 04 KG, Kim Garnett. That, um, which I'm not, I don't feel great about choosing KG over Tim Duncan, but I feel like 04 KG, uh, just the, the sheer versatility defensively that he had. A mic'd up for this game would be insane. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Think how brutal this would be. Michael <laughs> Jordan, Larry Bird, and Kevin Garnett all running around on the same court. Yep. That that would be not safe for work if I had to guess. That, they would charge big money for that <laughs> uh, those audio clips. For sure. Honestly, just Bird and KG, I think, would be one that like. Yeah, I'm. I as the coach of this team, I'm putting KG on Bird. By the way, <laughs> and I think that it happens the other way, vice versa. Yeah, like maybe not for Matt, but just for the sheer like, if anyone's gonna get a technical foul because they call the ref like out of anger from the other person something obscene, mm-hmm. it would be those two going at each other. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, for sure. Because like Kevin Garnett is widely known as this, and I feel like the Bird stories have came out, so it's more known. But like, there's some wildly heinous things that Larry Bird told other people. Like Muggsy Bogues, just Google that story. Mm-hmm. You don't have to hear it here. That's a crazy one. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, all-time trash talkers are are here already. We've got one and two. If we were to redo a draft for trash talking, <laughs> we've got I think picks one and two. Yeah, maybe not one and two, but close. Up there, Gary Payton would be up there as well. Yep. Yeah. So over to you. Who's your center? Another one of the all-time seasons. All of these are all-time seasons, but not only for these guys. But oh, for I did, just- uh, sorry, I didn't even mention 04 Garnett. Uh, oh. 24 points, 14 rebounds, 5 assists, 2.2 blocks, uh, 1 MVP that season. Uh, I think that was one of the only years they the Timberwolves actually won a series in the playoffs, and that was only because of him. Um, and, you know, there, there's very good reason why he did not stick around in Minnesota, and that is because of the lack of talent around him. Um, that a, a real gem of a career was kind of wasted, honestly, in Minneapolis with KG. Sorry to interrupt you, Jacob. No, all good. All good. I went with 72 Kareem as my center. That's a great choice. Yeah. Uh, for those that don't know what he did this season, um, 34.8 points a game, 16.6 rebounds a game. <laughs> And just shy of, uh, let me make sure I got my numbers right. Uh, 4.6 assists. Yep. Uh, mm-hmm. It's the type of. Um, before they kept track of blocks. Two years later, he was at three and a half blocks a game. Mm-hmm. So let's, we like, those don't count because they didn't keep track of them yet. But it was around I would, that, probably. I would wager he was in the ballpark of three to four mm-hmm. as he was for most the of, rest his, of his career <laughs> until the 80s. Yeah. Yeah. So. <laughs> yeah, I, I think it's pretty safe to assume. But Kareem and yeah, 72, that's one of those seasons that causes the league to change rules 
and like change things to make you less dominant. You know, that's that is one of those few seasons that did something like that. But yeah, so that's a pretty great center to choose. <laughs> um, but you know what? I don't think Kareem as many blocks as he can get. I don't think he can. I don't think he can defend 2023 Nikola Jokic. Um, oh wow! Yeah, I'm going with 23 Jokic again. Even though I feel like you could easily make the case that there's two centers that should start over him. Um, that could at least. I feel like there's not a better lineup for Jokic than running two-man game with Michael Jordan and having Giannis and KG as flanking him on on the defensive end as yeah. the wings and not even to men, like not even mentioning LeBron during his defensive peak who's one of the greatest team defenders in NBA history like he's like a what, like a safety or a defensive back is what he was oftentimes compared to during his prime defensively because of how many, like how he would just see the floor and, and chase down passes and, you know, just do stuff to, he made it a full court game. You know, LeBron makes it a full court game just by how many turnovers he forced. But uh, yeah, Giannis and KG is going to provide me with more than enough uh, weak side rim protection and switchability. These teams are kind of, well, so. they're not just kind of built in the lab. They just straight up are, this is yeah. insane. Yeah, it's insane. This is like, this is a type of lineup that would accentuate and make Jokic thrive defensively as well, because he can just play his role on that end as well. And do because Jokic has some very, very tremendous skills on the defensive end. There are parts of the defensive end that make him a liability in some contexts. But then there's parts of him that makes him one of the more valuable players in the league at that position defensively. So this I think you picked him. the right year. Yeah. I think this is also that. the, like, if you look at like, oh, this wasn't the MVP season, but this is absolutely the correct Jokic year to pick without a question. This was him sleepwalking into 25, 12, and 10 a 60, on 63% uh, from the field, field goal percentage, and 70% true shooting. Um, and then in the playoffs, like we don't even have to mention what just happened in the playoffs might, might've been the best playoff run of a single player in NBA history. I I'm willing to put that up there with literally any of the greats. So, you know, getting 30 point triple doubles left and right had th- either two or three 30, 20, 10 games. There's only five ever in NBA history. And he has three of them total. Uh, himself so um yeah not a bad choice here either uh at at my center even though there were a couple which i'll get to they'll definitely be on my bench but a couple very dominant centers that i could just very easily put in there to start instead and wouldn't be a bad thing either so get to get us started with the bench um who's your sixth man and this is where things get a little tricky because this is one I had four names for three spots is what I ended up coming with. And I thought, okay, let's see what he does with his top five. And that makes me think I have to drop someone that I didn't think I was going to drop because you just have a lot of size. Yeah. I noticed that too, while we were going through these, that my like, line is I'm just not a bigger. small team by any means, but like me putting D Wade just puts me at a significant height disadvantage. And bird 
Bird and LeBron are at your, which is wild to say that Bird and LeBron are small as forwards, but when they're going against Giannis and KG, they are. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. But maybe I'll just commit to the small thing. I don't know, but that won't affect my sixth man. Um, Cause I, my sixth man is the greatest of all time. If the greatest of all time wasn't in the way that being uh, how differently would we look at Carl Malone in uh, 97 is the year I went with. Uh, just Carl Malone's career overall, if Michael Jordan didn't exist, it would be a very different, uh, I feel like, conversation. Maybe Hakeem would look like a way better player, but I feel like Carl Malone would have a little bit more time in the sun outside of, like, children he doesn't know are his and things like that. But uh, anyway, <laughs> I went with 1997 Carl Malone, uh, mm. who MVP. rocked the number 32. MVP Carl Malone. Um, it took some pretty miraculous things for them to not win a title that year. Mm -hmm. But looking at uh, 27 and a half points a game, uh, looking at uh, steals one and a half points or one and a half steals, sorry. And then 10 rebounds a game, but then just, yeah, Mm. this is one where it was like tricky. I didn't know what to do, but I just went with that. So 97 Carl Malone is my sixth man. Yeah. That's a good pick. Cause he's also like with how the team is currently constructed, Switch well specifically your team, rather switchable. Yes, <laughs> yeah. Like he already was, but when you have like the forwards and center being just these giant, pretty much centers, sometimes like all three of those guys can play center. Uh-huh. Carl Malone can also switch. So it just provides a lot of switchability. Switch pos- yeah, position wise. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, who's your sixth man here? If you uh, look to build out your bench, I think my. Okay, so my bench is going to be all bigs, honestly. So the only two guards on my team will be LeBron and MJ. But I'm okay with that because if we ever need to put them on the bench and have somebody else running ball handling duties, I do have uh, prime Giannis and Jokic, who I think can get the ball up and down the floor without any, uh, any, any troubles. So... um. So with my sixth man, though, I'm going to go with somebody who I think most people would probably think I should have put at my starting center, and that is 2000 Shaquille O'Neal. He averaged 30 points, 14 rebounds, four assists, and three blocks this season. Um, He won the MVP award, also the championship, one of the most dominant years in NBA history. so, yeah, probably the most unstoppable offensive force that has ever existed was 2000 Shaquille O'Neal. And he's my sixth man. <laughs> I feel like that one might get you chewed up in the comments a little bit. Yeah. I just think. Actually, it's Nuggets people that listen. I think a lot of Nuggets people listen. So I feel like maybe that they will be like, yeah. Yeah, like Jokic above 2000 Shaq. It's just bringing Shaq but fit-wise, as my it makes sense. The reason why yeah, the reason why I do it is because bringing Shaq off my bench as as my offense off the bench is like unbelievable. And having and just like there's not a better lineup to put to pair Jokic with than the the guys that I have on my starting lineup. You know what I mean? Like Shaq, it does not matter who else is on the floor because just give him the ball and he's going to pound it into the rim. Like Jokic, it does matter. He can, like, cause he elevates the other players on the floor in like a very unique way. You know what I mean? Yeah. 
and just pairing him with my just Michael Jordan. Like imagine what Jamal Murray does with, but with, it's Michael. But Jordan. it's Michael Jordan. <laughs> so yeah. that's all I have to say. <laughs> yeah, two thousand Shaq. I feel like is a is an okay pin, pick uh, to come off your bench. Yeah. Um, I will go here with the the most well equipped shooting guard point guard to handle bigs, Marcus. I'm just kidding. <laughs> Do you have to counter your, No, I oh. don't. To, to counter your Shaquille O'Neal pick, Shaquille O'Neal pick, I will go with Marcus Smart, but I won't because I don't have 36. I was – so this is where things got, like, dicey because I had, like, a spot. I was like, wait, I haven't used this person yet? I'm like, that's criminal. This is wrong. Mm-hmm. And then Logan was like, yeah, that's probably wrong. And then I was like, okay, let me think about it. And especially I'm glad that I, like – because I tried to build ahead of time. And I was like, I can't do that. I just need to have a, a pool and go from there. And so the, the, the man I'm bringing in from the wings, nobody's going to wear his jersey ever again. Bill Russell. Mm-hmm. It's going to be 1960 Bill Russell. Went uh, on the more limber side of Bill Russell before he was coaching and stressed out with all the off-the-court issues. He might have been coaching in 60. I don't remember when he started coaching. But yeah. um, I think it was later. Yeah. I went with... Uh, 60 Bill Russell, and I'll pull up his statistics here. And they're not like, oh, that's insane. But it's more just They like, are, though, also. <laughs> they, they are. Okay. And comp- with the numbers that we've been throwing around, they are less so outside of one number. Yeah, the rebound. Which is the, the, the rebound number. 24 rebounds a game. 18 points a game. And then blocks were not a, a track Attract, statistic. Yeah. But um, he's often cited as the benchmark, as the best defensive player in NBA history. Um, so. so, yeah, I, I'm – there's a lot of off defensive power or offensive power from the front court coming from Logan's squad as of right now. Um, but I feel like the with all the tools in my toolbox, I'm best equipped. Bill Russell is going to be my, my best potential situation uh, for what I've got going on at the moment. Bill Russell is the first the pick that, that you've taken that actually scares me from a Jokic standpoint. Like that was also part of the yeah um thing, but so kind of I guess we could have probably should have done this before we went to the bench. Recapping on where we're at for folks that are listening, mm-hmm. my squad right now, my starting five through my two bench picks that I've gotten: eighty-seven Magic Johnson, oh nine Dwayne Wade, eighty-seven Larry Bird, the two thousand thirteen LeBron James, seventy-two Kareem Abdul-Jabbar. Uh, 1997, Carl uh, Malone, I must say Carl Malone, Malone, and then 1960, Bill Russell. Mm-hmm. And the Logan squad, if you want to list yours off or I can. Yeah. Um, so my squad, I got at the point guard, 2010, LeBron. Shooting guard is 87, Michael Jordan. Small forward, I have 2021, Giannis Antetokounmpo. And then my power forward, I have, uh, I wrote 21 here, but I definitely did not mean to. I met 04, Kevin Garnett. Um, he wore 21. Oh, that, that's probably why I wrote 21. Um, and then at my center, I have 2023, Nikola Jokic. And then at, at my sixth man, I have 2000, Shaquille O'Neal. And then it is now your next pick here as we uh, okay. are rapidly approaching the end of our draft. Yeah, for my seventh man in the rotation. It's insane that he is the seventh man. but. This is going to go to 
for switchability's sake, the reason why I'm going to put seven over eight, I'm going to go Tim Duncan as my seventh man. Which year? That's, that's going to be 02 Tim Duncan. Yep. So MVP, one of his MVP years, because he won in 02 and 03. But uh, in 02, he averaged 26, 13, and four with two and a half blocks. So, um, yeah, they didn't win the championship this year. But um, I think this is probably the best individual Tim Duncan season, to be honest. 03 would have been another valid choice. But um, regardless, I'm going with 02 Tim Duncan as my seventh man. Okay. So now to wrap things up here, I was going to include another guard. Mm -hmm. Because we were talking about trash talkers and people that were on the court, not nasty, but like, we're not afraid to get their elbows a little dirty. Yeah. Uh, Jerry West was who I was. I was like fully intending to throw him in here. Use all of my numbers. Cause I wanted to use all my numbers. I really wanted to, but how this draft has transpired. I feel like I can't throw Jerry West out there. Um, because who do I put Jerry West on? Yeah. Who does he guard? Yeah. I've already got a problem with D Wade out there, but at least like, Try with my athletic, Jordan. yeah. Try, mm -hmm. but Jerry West is probably not going to be making the rotation. If we, if it was a different look on Logan's half, probably would be here. Mm -hmm. But it's just not going to work when Logan's bringing seven footers just casually at my three, <laughs> or, or yeah, <laughs> knocking on the door of seven foot at the three position. So to be honest, the names, the seasons I had prepared, I didn't have another great solution for this. So I'm just going to go with what the last, the, the biggest piece left in my toolbox. And that's Julius Irving. Ooh. In 76, his yeah. first year as a, as a sixer gives you a ball handler. It gives me another ball handler. Um, gives me a little bit more size than Jerry West would have provided. Mm -hmm. uh, a little bit might be an understatement. Yeah. Six, seven it gives me, but the, the athleticism to make up for the smaller size also. Mm -hmm. Um, but 29 points a game, two blocks a game, five assists, two and a half steals, 11 rebounds, kind of bummed that I couldn't just cause the, this is, I, there, there's a lot of great other options. I had 33, 32. I wanted to use every number, but what season was this? This was the 76 season. Oh, wow. His first season as a sixer. Yeah. So not even near the end of his kind of right smack dab in the middle of his career, yeah. earlier half of it, honestly. Because eighty three Sixers was like the the best team that he's ever been on. But yeah, and but if you like compare and like I because that's the one that I always thought. But he only had twenty one point. I say only points aren't everything, but twenty one points, uh, two blocks, one and a half steals, and seven assists. Yeah, and he was the clear number two. Seven rebounds. Sorry, he was the clear yeah. number two on the t that team at that point with behind um, Moses. And so yeah, the his first year as a Sixer, he was. Kind of wild. The thing that popped out to me was like the defensive and rebounding numbers were like, that's pretty a block and a half and two steals a game on top of the 11 rebounds is pretty good. Mm -hmm. So I'll Dr. I'll J. That. Yeah. Dr. J. It's right on my eight. And that was just a size thing. And I'm sure that like looking at my numbers, like I kind of went panic mode at the end because I was mm -hmm. like, I can't put Jerry West out there. I can't do that. That would not work. Yeah. Um, Could have gone with Scotty Pippen. Could have gone with. Oh, I knew I for, would forget. I knew I would forget somebody. I knew it. Oh man, Grant Hill. <laughs> just just I, kidding. I mean, I just don't. 
James. Well, Scotty Pippen was a been, big fumble. But that that's a big fumble from uh, Scotty on the on my part from Scotty Pippen. Wow. I don't think it's that insane though to choose just because of what you ruled out. Yeah. I have a bunch that of Scotty Pippen. That would does. help a lot. Yeah. Yeah. For sure. Dang. Um I'm for the most part going to have my way with your roster. <laughs> yeah. Um because I mean Magic and Bird, they're not bad defenders, but they're definitely not great. Um everybody else here, like everybody else coming to the party are like all time defenders, you know, for the most part, other than Jokic, a bird and uh magic. And so you have two of those guys and I have one. And that's, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and so we got the last guy off my bench. So my eighth man kind of similar to um, Scotty Pippen, but I would even say better because, you know, as what he is defensively, at least somewhat in the ballpark you could i i'm not gonna sit here and say that for sure is better than scotty pippen on the defensive end but um offensively Kawhi definitely has something to his game that uh scotty pippen did not um scotty better playmaker for sure in the open floor but Kawhi just his ability to post up and score in isolation with that 19 raptors squad yep so and I, that's my next question that's what i figured Yep. So 2019 Kawhi averaged 27 points, seven rebounds, and three assists, um, 1.8 steals as well. So gives you a guy who can defend one through five, really, um, is going to just stonewall uh, people who are trying to score in isolation. Uh, I'm definitely, you know, the number one pick. And if we did a draft, which I've thought about this before, we need to do it sometime. Um, and I'm spoiling who my number one pick would be, but uh, LeBron stoppers. Oh yeah, all time. Lance Stevenson's second overall for sure. <laughs> but Kawhi, Kawhi Leonard no. for sure, I think is number one on that uh, on that. Um, well, and you could argue he's the board. only like in terms of successfully has done it, mm-hmm. and then like also done more than just that. Yeah, because like. There's a finals MVP, Andre Iguodala, that literally only got that finals MVP because of, like, and how he assisted in the stopping LeBron. <laughs> yeah, it's also why Kawhi won finals MVP in 2014. But, but I would argue Kawhi did more than yeah. just what, like, mm-hmm. he contributed in other places other than you slowed down LeBron enough for the rest of your team to score. Yeah. Um, yeah, I think he averaged, like, 17 points per game. That so which, He was, like, yeah. the one of the main... On that 2014 Spurs team, that might have been the leading score, honestly, because because everybody, everybody did scored that on that. Out. Yeah, yeah. Um, That's the beautiful game, Spurs. The most that team will have like seven Hall of Famers, if not more. Like it'll, yeah. Counting Popovich, they have seven. Yeah, easily. The way that they play together. It yeah, was, it was the beautiful wild. game, Spurs. The most aesthetically pleasing team to watch ever, um, in my opinion, at least. The so, yeah, I have 2019 Kawhi as my last guy. Wait, no. I I did this wrong. What? I, I don't know why I did this. I literally was thinking – I said earlier that my it was going to be all bigs. Yeah. I was like, Kawhi's – okay. So I'm not going to – I'm going to boot Kawhi to my reserve if one of these guys gets injured, then I'll bring him in as my eighth. Okay. But I have 1990 Hakeem Olajuwon. Okay, I was like – I wasn't gonna say that. I was like, "That's." I would argue that me not having a Scottie Pippen 
Oh, would not th- be as the bad Akeem as... would be worse for sure. Okay, that's that's what I was gonna be like. Okay, that's kind of wild that he just yeah just d- didn't bring the man in. But I mean, tw- 2019 Kawhi would also be an animal. Like that would no. be a great. All all of these people, these players, you take them and drop them onto a team. They're an instant like finals contender. Yeah, I'm just gonna put LeBron on LeBron, honestly. Okay, I think that's how that will work. Or either either LeBron on Magic and Garnett on LeBron. But you want or, Garnett on Bird. Oh, that's true. I could just put... I'll put Garnett on Bird. I'll put Gian, either Giannis or LeBron on LeBron. One of those two. Giannis I'll, on LeBron would be okay. And for sure, there are, there's going to be some, position, some possessions. So then who do you have on Kareem? Jokic. You guys have Jokic run on Kareem. Yeah, because... I mean, Kareem, especially help. in 72 him being so thin like i think the main thing with Kareem, boy Jokic. yeah just getting Jokic, just getting under him pushing him out off his spot as far as possible obviously cream's still going to be deadly from that distance with the sky hook yeah but it's better than him being right under the basket so yeah um i think that's what Jokic can provide because it's an it's an unblockable shot anyways if i'm putting hakeem on cream it's a waste he's not blocking it you know so it doesn't matter his shot blocking capabilities are not are negated yeah exactly um but yeah so i think that's pretty but yeah what, what were we talking about with putting people on people oh yeah i was saying lebron on lebron oh no yeah uh there's definitely going to be some possessions in there where Michael Jordan is going to take it upon himself to switch on to LeBron to get some stops. Like he, like he's going to take that <laughs> challenge for sure. Um, and I don't think he'll be bad at it just because of uh, his uh, sheer will and determination is a weird trait that most people don't have, but yeah. Yeah. But yeah, so um, we'll probably, I'll put this up somewhere maybe on like Twitter. Honestly, this could be like a two, yeah, check out the Twitter. That would be good to put. We'll put like a little thing that has the two rosters and things like that. Yeah, I'll try to build these rosters in two K. I don't know if all these years are there. I've got two K on my computer, so it's like fast and doesn't take ninety years to load. <laughs> yeah, well, we should do that. Honestly, play against yeah. each other with them. Let's do it. Oh no, I'm bad at two K, but yeah, we can. Oh, you simulate it? Is that what you meant? Oh no, I just wanted to watch it. You know, I suck at two K. I'm like not. I'm I'm not good on the sticks. Okay. Like I'm okay, but I'm not. Yeah. Maybe we could, we'll do but it for fun. That, I think your team wins anyway. But I feel like that would secure that your team would win. Yeah. Um, the only world where I think might like no, I shouldn't say the only world my team wins, but I think that my team, impl- like in overall, are is quicker. Hmm. That's the only like definitive. Just off of Wade and... Well, because everywhere else it's like, okay, LeBron and Magic, insanely quick for how large of a human being they are. I'd say LeBron is quicker, though. LeBron is more yeah. athletic than Magic, I think. But then, okay, okay so then the, we'll go your way. D-Wade, Michael Jordan, Jordan, Larry that Bird, Giannis. Close, though. Like, they're close, yeah. Dwayne Wade's one of the fastest off-the-dribble players ever. Anthony name is Edwards, literally actually. the Flash. Anthony Edwards is the only one faster off the dribble. He's in that ballpark as well. Yeah. Um, third, it's I don't know. I just feel like that's the only place because Larry Bird and Giannis, 
13 LeBron and Garnett. Maybe I'm selling short how quick some of the bigger guys are in my brain. On your team? On Oh, yeah, because you're saying you guys are quicker. I think I don't think you guys are quicker. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. I think maybe I'm like – because your big bigs that are like – outside of Jokic, the rest of your bigs are not these like traditional lumbering big guys. Like Shaq was a freak athlete for how big he was, but he was still a big. You yeah. know what I mean? 2000 Shaq, uh, he's not getting up the up and down the floor like he was in Orlando, but he's, yeah. he's not – yeah, not a problem. O2 Tim yeah. Duncan is still very limber. Uh, yep. So – and 90 Hakeem could switch with the best of them. Um. I, I didn't even mention 90 Hakeem stats, did I? Uh, 24, 14, and five blocks almost. 4.6 blocks. Oh, wow. Um, yeah. Wasn't his championship year, but I think Hakeem peaked, honestly, before those championships. It's just, you know, I, he got I, the Hakeem's team guy, like I, I said it with Carl Malone, too. If Michael Jordan in that Bulls iteration is not there, there's a very different version of history, like of like those guys careers just because there's no Michael Jordan in the way. Yeah. Um, and the other honorable mention that I want to throw out there, that's like, I should have found a way to fit him on here is 93, uh, Charles Barkley, um, which is MVP Charles Barkley. It's just, I, it's just so stacked. My, my, my team is so stacked. It's hard to fit him in, but, um, he definitely could have been on here, maybe over, maybe over Jokic, maybe over Hakeem, maybe over Giannis, Garnett, one of those guys. I think Barkley definitely have, in that same ballpark. So, um, and then so I'll I'll have Barkley as my nine and nineteen Kawhi as my ten. Okay. <laughs> there you go. Uh, but yeah, so that is today's episode. Uh, this is going to be a very long one. I'm probably going to, I don't know how long we were not talking there, how much of that time is going to come minutes. out. But um, yeah, so you got some bonus content today, some bonus minutes of your life uh, that you spent listening, listening. to our voices um, or watching on YouTube. Uh, so yeah, go subscribe there, follow the podcast feed, do all the things. And uh, thank you for listening. So we will talk to you guys in the next episode. Peace.